Round one was over. <laughs> Parents won. Kids sipped. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing. That was all started by a month. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Gentlemen, start your engines. Bunch of madness around here. Hello, everybody, and welcome to DDP Today, a show that's a little about us, a lot about Disney and fun for the whole family. My name is Justin, and tonight I am saying a very Merry Christmas to you and a Happy New Year to come in a couple days. But I am really really excited because my christmas gift is here and that's the fact that i'm joined by my brother mike tonight to talk a little disney take a little look back at 2022 in the disney parks uh mike man how was uh how was the holidays treating you good good i'm glad you said that i keep telling my wife that i'm the best christmas present she could ever oh, have 100%. so i'm glad you acknowledge that so you know now you can prove her wrong and yeah I, I am one of the greatest christmas gifts you could ever have but no all kidding aside i hope everybody had a great christmas uh it's been fantastic around here we've had some really good christmas spirit uh mom's in town she came to visit for a few days to you know, spend time with us for christmas because my sister was going to be occupied and we didn't want her being home alone for christmas obviously that's not a good thing so she got to come down here and enjoy a little bit of a little bit warmer south carolina weather um i hope Everybody got what they wanted for Christmas. Um, I know we've been doing really good here. My kids are very blessed to get what they're actually getting. And, um, yeah, so it, it's, it's been good. We're, we're, we're very happy. And, uh, like I said, this is one of my favorite times of year. So uh, I'm, I'm enjoying every moment I can when I can. Have you adjusted to the southern winter now where it's, you know— I have. You know, I was talking to you the other day, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, and it was like 50 degrees out. And I was kind of liking the 50 degrees because my friends up north were getting like low 20s. They were posting pictures of snow on their cars and, you know, that cars wouldn't start and pipes freezing outside their house. And yeah, it, it's not it's not Florida or tropical hot down here in South Carolina. But the fact that I can go outside in the middle of the afternoon with, you know, a nice pair of uh, jogging pants on and a sweatshirt to kind of get by through the day is good. And uh, it's definitely... A little bit brighter down here. I think we were talking about that also. I think that just even on the cold days, it just seems to be a little sunny out. So uh, I can't complain. I'm loving the the, the weather down here. Uh, I'm looking forward to January and February and really kind of taking in the fact that we're not going to get snow. You know, it's it's funny, man. Uh, another year come and gone. Another year of us doing this show. And it seems to fly by. It seems like just a blink of an eye. It was January uh, of 2022 and now we're rolling into January of 2023 and there's so much exciting things coming for the parks so many additions that are coming to the parks but before we look ahead Mike I want to take this show and I want us to look back I want us to reflect a little bit on this past year because I really think this past year was the uh, kind of the balloon that we needed the happy spot that we needed with the Disney parks and with our Disney uh, passions because we did have so much good come out of the Disney parks. And uh, so this this week, we're going to take a step back. We're going to go back to January 1 of 2022, and we're going to go through the year, and we're going to talk about some of the biggest events that happened with the Disney company and the Disney parks over this past year. Mike, it's been a magical year. We had our DDP Today uh, cruise. We had our DDP Today meetup in the parks. It's always great to see them, of course, coming up soon. In about seven months, we have our DDP Today uh, Disneyland family vacation. Get a hold of us, show it away with me, travel.com. 
for more information on that. Can't wait to get you booked for that. But just looking back in general, man, lots of great things. We've seen the family grow. We had an amazing time raising money for Give Kids the World, um, you know, sending families to Disney. Our running team has grown. It's just amazing what that's done. We added uh, Cat's show, um, DDP Today News with Cat. So, uh, of course, we have uh, split stays with Joe, Dan, and I, you know, Universal Unleashed. We got a lot going on, man, and it's just super exciting, everything that we've been able to do with this show in the past 12 months. Uh, I think you missed a, well, I was, most would say it's a very important part that added to the show. You forgot to add, add adding Dan. I mean, Dan's a new yeah. part of the show. He kind of left him out. Um, I said, I, yeah, I, no, Dan's like the, he's like the cousin that shows up for dinner. You know what I mean? So. He's, he's our cousin, Eddie. He's I, I, cousin I can Eddie. see that. Yeah, I, I get that. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, the, it's, it's it's been a great year for the show. It's been a lot of obviously Disney stuff going on. Um, you know, we, we, we I'm happy to talk about a lot of these things because it's just getting better and better and, and a lot of cool openings and you know we'll get into some more details on that but um i'm really happy with the way the show went this year i think every our family certainly grown we've got to see a lot of milestones within our disney family you know some some new children being born some you know some new disney people some new disney engagements and marriages and it's been a wonderful time and um and the most important thing to me this year was getting to be face to face with some disney people that i've been virtually friends with that i had never met in person that i felt like i know so well and you know we've chatted before maybe seen online but to actually meet face to face on that Disney trip was great, and uh, I'm looking forward to meeting our West Coast family. Uh, that's probably my biggest thing that I'm looking forward to next year uh, on the Disneyland trip because a lot of those people are very special and near and dear to us. And you know, we've seen them a lot on you know on Zoom calls and whatnot. And we've talked and chat and got to see their lives on Facebook, but just not the same when you get to actually see them in person. And um, that's the biggest thing that I'm looking forward to for next year. But um, enough about that. We'll talk a little bit about the, you know what happened this year. Yeah, so let's get in our DDP today time machine. We haven't used. That. I think that was. A, I think that was an episode me you and Jay did, man, years ago, where we actually had like a time machine sound and everything, and we <laughs> went back to like I think it was opening day of the Magic Kingdom or something, and and did all that. That was a fun episode. Um, so let's jump in. Our, let's jump in our time machine and let's go back to January one of twenty twenty two. The year has just turned. We're coming out of uh, out of really uh, deep COVID year with the park closures, parks reopening. Not everything's reopened though. Um, but we are starting to see little things come back here and there. I did quite a bit of time in the parks end of 2021. I did five months there. I did, you know, I did, uh, what I do September, October, November, December, you know, it's kind of in that range. I was there every single month and was able to see more and more open. Um, the first thing we want to talk about actually happens on January one though. And it is the only thing on our list. It's the only negative really on this list, which is makes me happy. It shows that we had a good year and that is that magical express ends. It takes its last guest, um, to and from MCO Airport to the Disney properties uh, on January 1. It did still run for just a little bit of time. If you were on property prior to January 1, uh, Magical Express did transport you from your resort hotel back to MCO. But the free service, complimentary service from Disney is taken away. Uh, it's not. I don't think this even had anything to do with COVID. I think this really has to do with they were really the only property in Central Florida that was doing complimentary transportation. Um, and they can turn it over and not have to worry about the headache. So what do you think, Mike? Magical Express ends. Now, you're someone, you're not anymore because you're close enough to drive, but you're someone who utilized Magical Express many, many times over the years. Uh, we lose it January 1. Yeah, I was kind of bummed about that, and I'll tell you this, because I started when, obviously, uh, Sammy was, you know, uh, nine months old, ten months old on her first trip, and Sarah was four, and, you know, we, we came down from New York religiously, you know, we always flew down, from coming from New York, we always flew, we never drove down, so 
being part of the Magic Express was huge for us because, you know, when you have a couple of toddlers in tow, and a lot of you people out there that have the young kids understand, you know, between carriages and carrying the kids and the carry-on bags, to have to, you know, get your luggage also, just something else you have to do, to have that taken care of was so nice. And to be able to have that, you know, that that welcome when you would walk into the airport. I mean, anytime you, anytime for, especially us out-of-state people, I'm sure a lot of my Northeast people will tell you, when you fly into MCO, you really feel like you're on vacation for the minute you get on there you get that little monorail from you know from the main term from the from the plane terminal to the main terminal and then you get to go down and you don't have to worry about getting your bags and you hop on that magic express bus and you get to see the videos that they get to play and you get to kind of look on the outside and you're kind of like yeah i'm finally here i'm down in florida you know it's kind of getting you amped up for your vacation um, I tell you, we did, uh, after a couple of years of doing Disney, we went down to do a universal trip because the kids hadn't done that yet. They were a little bit older and we felt like that would have been good for them. And we were staying at the Nickelodeon Hotel. That's how mm-hmm. old it was back then. That was that was the hotel that was the, you know, go-to place. And the kids loved, you know, SpongeBob and Dora. So they were all part of that IP there. Um, and to go into the airport and have to pay for a cab and lug bags and all that other kind of stuff, we kind of said, wow, we really love having the Magic Express at our disposal because... It really helped us out a lot on all of our vacations. So, I mean, for me now, it doesn't affect me, but I am sad to see it go because I know what a crutch it was for us as parents to have that extra little bit of, uh, you know, not worrying about a ride from the airport to, you know, Magic Kingdom and or, you know, to our Disney hotel. And then, you know, having that, you know, your bags in your room. I mean, that was great. No, not having to pick them up and, you know, you put the tags on and you find your bags in your room either, you know, four or five hours later or the first thing next morning. Uh, and that was really, really good. I like that a lot. So I'm really sad to see that go. I'm sad for the other families that are going to be traveling down that, you know, utilize it as much as we did. No. Um, you know, so sorry, got it. Yeah, no, so yeah, that that's I, like I said. I'm sad to see it go. I, I, you know, it was a nice complimentary service. Yeah, you named. I mean, that's the complimentary part is really what it is because Mears was running that anyways, um, and they've done a really nice job, kind of taking over that mantle. It's super affordable too. We book it quite a bit uh, with all the vacations that we book for our clients, and uh, really affordable to get back and forth. Very, very, you know, a lot of people were worried, Mike, that it was going to be, oh my gosh, like we're going to go and it's not going to be the same. It's not going to be the quick transportation when we get there, but it has been. It's been very uh, nice. And actually, it's opened up some other companies, the opportunity to come in, Sunshine Flyer one, um, of course, Mirrors Transport, a couple other companies that do private transfers. Um, so it gives, uh, you know, a lot of guests more options than they really had before. So yes, big bummer. I never personally, I only use it like once or twice. Um but uh, but for me, it didn't really affect me too much. But I was sad for those families that that's it's kind of there. They know they're welcome home. You know, they they arrive at MCO and that's whenever they're there. So Magical Express ends January once how we begin our year uh, and then moving forward. I think, look, a lot of us are Disney Vacation Club members. We have multiple properties and we use our Disney Vacation Club points to go to Disney quite a bit. And Mike, you being a southerner now and being closer, you realize that kind of booking these trips, you can do three and four days. You don't have to do these seven, eight, nine day stays, you can do do these shorter stays. And the one bummer about it is you couldn't borrow points for a long time. You could only borrow 50% Mm -hmm. of your allotted amount, which for us is always terrible because we're always borrowing points. We're never ahead of the game. We never have uh, enough points. We have 350 and we're still constantly borrowing. Uh, But we finally get the word that DVC is going back to normal, um, full availability at the resorts, and also now you can borrow 100% of your points. DVC returns to normal. 
Yeah, no, that's great. Uh, I've been using it hit and miss here and there. The the other nice thing, too, is I can kind of save a little bit of points because now that we're not traveling down and have to have a full kitchen, having a car and being able to eat off property certainly opened it up a lot for us. So DVC point-wise, you know, I don't have to have the one and two bedrooms anymore. I don't have to have my groceries delivered. Um, you know, driving down there has been a game changer for us. You know, drive to the grocery store, drive to Walmart, grab some stuff, and um, it, it's been really key for us. Uh, but being able to have full accessibility of your points is good. You know, we, you and I both know, I mean, everyone else on here bought DVC, you know, they weren't cheap. So to when they, when you buy something and you put that much of an investment into that and then kind of get limited, I understand why they had to do it, but I'm glad that it's gone now because uh, I would hate to see that, you know, long-term wise being a long-term thing because that was never part of the bargain when we bought them. Um, so, so yeah, I'm, I'm glad to see that they were able to open that back up normal for the rest of us. Just between me and you, no one else listening, mm-hmm. out of everything that happened with closures and all that, this was the closest thing that I kind of questioned. I was like, what's the legality here of them being able to just change our contracts? I think I called you on that. I'm like, I mean, I'm never going to attempt it because Disney has the best lawyers in the world, but I was I was kind of surprised, man. Like, I, I'm sure there's somewhere... In that contract, which I did not read, <laughs> you know what I mean. Well, they sent you, they they sent you in like when I, I bought direct from Disney, and they sent you like nine binders with it's all insane. of the legal terms that come in it. So I'm sure out of maybe one out of those nine binders, there was a page in there that says, you know, uh, you know, during a pandemic or a you know nuclear holocaust, we're allowed to uh, do that. So you know, we fell into that category, I guess. I legitimately thought for sure that. I think I think I signed more paperwork with DVC than I did when we bought our house. Mm-hmm. Like our binders oh, still downstairs. Like for yeah, all I know, I they could. I I don't know what's in those things. Does anyone ever really read those? No. I mean, someone might, but I I, I certainly don't. I'm just kind of like, hey, it's Disney. I trust them. I'm going with it. <laughs> We're good. That's me too. We're good. I'm like, that sounds great. I'll, I'll do. I it. might have just put Sarah up for adoption, but you know, <laughs> hey, we get to go to Animal Kingdom twice a year. I love it. Um, well, it's, we we move a little bit forward to March 1st of 2022, uh, and we get something that is like nothing else you've ever experienced. Uh, Disney's words: part live immersive theater, part themed environment part culinary extravaganza, part real-life role-playing game, and yet so much more. And we are talking about the amazing Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. Mike, I want to get into this with you. I think this was the thing that people were looking forward to most whenever this was announced a few years ago. And all of a sudden, Mm -hmm. it finally opens to guest March 1st of 2022 to, I would say, not as stellar reviews as what Disney had hoped. Yeah, you know, I have to get with somebody in in our podcast who's actually uh, gone and done it. Somebody who's on the same Star Wars level as I am. So you know, I can understand like if you went, you would have a, you'd be looking at it through different eyes because you're not as involved in the whole Star Wars you know universe as someone like me or Dave right. is. So I'm kind, I kind of want to get somebody's opinion who's somebody who's invested heavily into that franchise like I am. What their actual opinion was, you know, was it worth it? Was it not? Um, the obvious reviews are. I, I think if the price tag wasn't as much as it what as what it is. Maybe the reviews would be a little bit better. I think when you set the price tag high, you've automatically set the bar high. So that becomes, hey, listen, if you're going to charge me a premium, I don't expect you know a McDonald's hamburger. I expect a good steak. So if you're getting if you're getting you know mediocre stuff or just eh, this is okay, and you're paying top dollar, I think it's it's a hard it's a hard bar to live up to. So I'd be curious to talk to some people that I know have done it. 
and get their true feedback on it and what they thought it was. Was it worth the price? Is it worth the experience? Um, it's something that's definitely on my bucket list. Um, but I, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not mortgaging the house to go do it. Put it that way. It's interesting too, because I mean, you're talking a two night stay and you're completely like role playing the mm-hmm. entire time. And it's very structured from what I can understand. Um, and I, I just don't know. I, it, this was the question I had, I think from the beginning, I think we're starting to see it. We actually see our first discounts on the star cruiser just not too long ago. Uh, mm-hmm. just a couple of months ago that Disney's finally releasing a few, um, promotions on that, which is kind of scary with it being it's inaugural, inaugural year. That's a tough word, man. Um, <laughs> And, and it's interesting to me because, you know, I do know people who have gone and they did enjoy it. I just don't know the repeat, repeatability of this experience. Like, if you went, Mike, you know, it's mm-hmm. it's pretty much built like a cruise ship. Like, your your cabin's like a cruise ship. Your meals are kind of like a cruise ship. You're just, you're getting that role-playing aspect of it. And you spend the money to go, which it's not, I mean, it's not crazy, crazy expensive, but it's it's up there. Um how often are you going to go back and do this? Is the clientele there to keep this busy 15 years in the future, in your opinion? I don't think so. I, I can't see this being around long term the way it is, the, the way they have it structured. Um, you know, I'd be more interested in this if I wasn't so involved with the role playing aspect of it. I mean, I'd go there to be immersed in it and take it all in. And But the whole having to p- kind of play along with the with the skits and the scenarios, I'm more of a sit back and observe kind of person. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not more uh, I'm not going to be the, uh, you know, go out there and, and, you know, try and, you know, fight a lightsaber, you know, battle with somebody. Um, I'm just more of the I just want to kind of enjoy what the details they put into it and observe from afar. So I I, I can't see this lasting the way it is long long time. Now you as a, you as a travel agent, uh, is it hard to book? Is it are there blackout dates? Is it one of those things where it's like I have to get on in 180 days and book this, or I'm not getting it? I mean, is it that booked, or is it kind of available if I wanted to go maybe in two weeks from now? No, it's booked. Um, it's it's easier to book now than it was when it first opened when it first opened it was insane the wait times the day i remember the day it opened on, on march 1st or they, they started taking reservations before that um mm-hmm. and i remember the day they started taking reservations the wait times were upwards of like eight hours to get online uh just in, insane of, of what people were doing but also i don't think you had a few vloggers you had a few podcasts like that you went and, and kind of saw it um i think once people got their hands on it maybe they you know, the, the word started to spread. Here's what I think they should do with this. And you, you know, take, look, I, like you said, mm-hmm. I'm not, a, I'm not a star Wars person. So take my opinion with a grain of salt. I think you do this for a few years. And then I think you just roll it out as a star Wars resort. I don't think it needs to be a role playing aspect. I don't think it needs to have the immersion like everyone's talking about. I think you, you make it a deluxe resort. It has a direct access into Hollywood studios a lot like Grand Californian does uh, DCA mm-hmm. out west, and you make it that aspect that you get to come and stay on a Star Cruiser. You can stay for as many nights as you want. They have a, a nice, you know, sit down restaurant, table service restaurant, um, and that's the way I think that I see this going in the future. I just don't see the role playing aspect of this being in, being here a decade from now. Now, I, I I might be completely wrong, man. You know, we might blink and all of a sudden it's. You know, it's, we're doing our 2032 review, and one of the things we're looking at is that they broke all records with sales for Star Cruiser, you know? Right. Uh, but I just don't see it. Right. Would you go no, if I it agree. was just a hotel? 
Oh, I would definitely go if it was just a hotel. And I think my family would be more on board going if it was just a hotel so that they could just sit back and enjoy it. Like, you know, like Laura would go with me if I wanted to go for like, you know, a special occasion or a trip or something. But I know she's not going to role play. I know she wouldn't want to role play. And, I, and that's something that she would kind of be like, you know, if I, if I am going to do it, I'm only doing this because of you. And I hate to put her in that position where she'd be uncomfortable doing it. So I, I can't see, I guess, I don't know. I can't see the, the, the role playing part of it being in long term. I also, I mean, other than the, the Star Wars, Wars movies that are that the Star Wars shorts that are coming out and the series that are coming out on Disney Plus. I don't see any more blockbuster movies coming mm-hmm. out where you could add to the franchise and change some of the role playing stuff and maybe change some of the the, the the genre that's going on in there. I mean, everything that I see right now are these little spin off series, which are fantastic. I just finished Andor and that was really good. So, um, you know, other than that, I mean, that that's you know, Mandalorian's been great and Boba Fett's been great. I don't see any major movies coming out that are going to be big screen stuff. Stuff that would indicate changing the role-playing aspect of that. So I think a couple of years, if the role-playing kind of dies down, if the sales aren't what they are, then just make it a regular resort. Yeah, I know that inside sales are really pushing it really hard mid-fall. mid, mid mm-hmm. fall. Like, uh, you know, we, we, we get those emails, and they were really pushing those. So uh, we'll see. It, it's interesting. But, I mean, like you said, 2022 does bring back openings. It brings back major openings. Um, and I want to I move on to uh, April 18th. Look, I was on a Disney cruise. It was my first Disney cruise back from COVID, and I was super excited. I was with the amazing Reagans, Rick and Corey. It was just Katie and I. And we went down to Miami, and we got on the Magic, and we had a fantastic four-day cruise uh, as we were going. And I remember right – we sailed like April like 12th or 10th or something like that. And right as we were setting sail, Disney announces that April 18th, Disney World and Disney Cruise Line character meet and greets will be returning. Uh, this was the best news I had heard in a long time. There's nothing I like more, Mike, than getting a hug from Mickey. Um, I was bummed I was on the cruise ship, though, knowing this was coming, and I could not hug Mickey on the cruise ship. I was about <laughs> four days too early, and uh, super bummer there. But April 18th, Disney World finally announces we can hug characters again in these character interactions. Buddy, it's a great day whenever we get that news. This was probably one of my favorite news from all of the year. I mean, there's a lot of great, there's a lot of other great things you'll talk about. We'll, you know, we'll obviously get into details in some of them. But I think with me and how involved I am with my family there and how much I enjoyed seeing my kids enjoy Disney, uh, some of my greatest family photos that I have from uh, from Disney, the girls dressed as princesses hugging a princess or, you know, with Mickey, you know, as they're all dolled up in their costumes and, and their, you know, their, their get up for the day. Uh, that's probably one of my fondest greatest moments out of all the things you know it's not the roller coasters it's not the food it's not the you know the, the entertainment it's it's the character interactions that my kids have had and to see how their faces light up and they get to meet one of their heroes um, that was one of the greatest things because now families that haven't had that will get that experience I mean you have a whole generation of kids that are you know two three and four years old that this has been gone for a while and now this is going to be their first time hugging Mickey and not seeing him you know you know waving from afar and you know actually get that you know up close and personal you know uh, tender touch and um, just that loving moment you know and it's their genuine moments when the kids are that happy you know you can't when you when your six-year-old kid sees Cinderella for the first time and runs up and hugs her and she's you know she's almost in tears uh, that's a genuine moment you know you can't fake that and, and that's some really cool stuff and to be able to have that again and families have that availability for their kids to have those wonderful moments and the parents to experience it I think is great it's it, it's funny too because you didn't see it for so long and you really hit a hit a um nail on the head there with the fact of i didn't even think about the fact that 
um, there's a lot of kids that had never got to really hug Mickey. I mean, look, the perfect example is Dave. I mean, his youngest, right. Victoria, had, you know, we're, talk, we're talking a kid, man, that lives Disney maybe more than any other kid in the world. And <laughs> right. she had never hugged Mickey. And I remember now now that we're talking about it, I remember Dave getting kind of emotional on a show, talking about being there for that first time and seeing Victoria be able to hug Mickey. And it's just, mm-hmm. it's that physical touch, it's that physical reaction of, in the, in the photos, that I think that's what makes the meet and greets. It's cool to ha- get a selfie with, you know, the characters and do all that. But once you have that connection, I think that's what really sells Disney for a lot of families. Mm-hmm. I just I I was so happy about this. I remember the first character I hugged was Daisy, and uh, it was in Epcot, and that was a friend. I told her I was like, "You're my first character." I was like a little child, you know, <laughs> just so excited, um, super good. Well, you know, we talked about a lot of stuff. Magical Express, of course, leaving DVC Rentals, returning to normal. We uh, we are boarded a Star Cruiser, um, and we hugged some characters. Let's go out of this galaxy though, because this is something you and I both were super excited about. It was, you know, years in the making. COVID slowed it down, and we are talking about Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind makes its way to Epcot for a grand opening on Friday, May 27th. We have both ridden this. We're not going to give spoilers yet, uh, but this is a major need for Epcot to have a coaster and a thrill ride inside of the park. Yeah, I I absolutely love this. This was this was I can't wait to go do this again. This is this definitely makes Epcot. I mean, Epcot's always a must on our trips, but whenever I go to Epcot, there's something. This is something that has to be done. Um, and to go from what was there before, which you know, Ellen was cool. We all like Ellen. I mean, it was fun. You <laughs> know, she nap. was good. It was a it was a good relaxing time to take in some facts minutes. and some knowledge. Yeah, yeah. and you know, you kind of got out of the you know the heat and you got to cool off a little bit and you know unwind and kind of recharge your batteries. Uh, but man, what an extreme from from what it was to what it is now. They couldn't have done it better. I mean, they went from one extreme to the other. Um, amazing, amazing ride. Even what's the nice part about it too is even if you're not a Guardians fan, if you've never seen any of the movies, if you're not part of the franchise, if, if first of all, what are you doing? Because they're they're fantastic, um, Joe. But uh, but <laughs> definitely, even if you don't know it, just to enjoy the ride and the. Uh, special effects, the visual effects, the smooth coaster. Uh, you don't have to be involved in it. I think with Rise of the Resistance, because I was having this conversation with some of our DDP family when we were down on the trip, you know, what's the better attraction ride, so to speak? I think if you're a Star Wars fan and you can truly enjoy the, uh, the, the, the you know, the Rise, you know, the, the uh, Rise of the Resistance ride, attractions, you know, the, the entertainment that comes along with that, and that's really, really cool because that's more of an experience and a ride all bundled up in one. I think this with the with the Guardians, even if you've never seen the movies before, you can still really appreciate this roller coaster ride for what it is. Yeah, it's. I mean, the storytelling's done so well with the pre-show that anybody can, anybody can take it in. I love the fact that you kind of mentioned it that you get there's different songs right now they're doing some some holiday songs um mm-hmm. you know lots lots of different stuff going on with guardians i it's it's just so needed epcot did not have everybody says oh well test track is a thrill ride is it though is it i do 65 on the interstate all the time um you know with my windows down uh it's a great attraction i love test track i you know i think it's a ton of fun this is a different ball game. I mean, in itself. I mean, if, if you have not experienced Gardens of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind, 
It's different than anything I've ever done. I mean, it's not even close. Like, they, Disney upped the game with Guardians. I love Rise. I think Rise is great. Guardians, though, for me, just the experience itself and how it's done and some new technologies that it's it's second to none in my book. And Epcot deserved it, and Epcot got it. I've always been one of those people, I'm like, ah, I don't want IPs in Epcot. And then they put them in. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> that works great. Put it's more great. of them. Yeah, let's roll. Um, and look, we're, look, when we do our review of 2023, you want to talk about having a lot to talk about in Epcot, we're going to have a lot to talk about in Epcot. Because I'm telling you, Mike, right now, Moana, uh, Journey of Water, which they have kind of made some announcements at recently. I am telling you right now, mark it down. Mark it down. Mm-hmm. There will be a Moana meet and greet at that attraction. I guarantee it. Come back oh, to me. I'm sure. Yeah. Mark it down. This, you have not. You can meet her at Alani. Now you're going to be able to meet her in Epcot. Mm-hmm. Mark it down. It will happen. I guarantee it. Most of your predictions come true. If I'm it's wrong, like you, it's like you, it's like you know somebody. If I'm wrong, then you know, <laughs> I don't want to hear it. <laughs> um, so uh, moving on from Guardians, look, something I'm. It's not big for me personally. Um, but it's a great addition back to the Disney company, uh, back to the Disney parks, and that's buffets returning to Disney. Mike, I'm not a buffet fan, you know that, but I did go to uh, Crystal Palace and had mm-hmm. a meal, and it was actually really good. I, I didn't mind it at all. Um, but the buffets are huge for for families whenever they go to Walt Disney World, whether it be Chef Mickey's, Crystal Palace. I mean, there's a lot of great ones in there. Uh, buffets returning to Disney, where's the stand on your list? Uh, I think it's good for families. We're really not a buffet family either. Um, I, I kind of like, but that being said, buffets are good, especially for families where you might have kids that are picky eaters and they can kind of get enough of what they want. And now, if you're at any other Disney restaurant, if you're at wherever you're at and your child wants something else extra, Disney will always accommodate. They'll always bring you something else extra, an extra side of this, an extra side of that. Um, they're very good with that. The only buffet that I really like there a lot because I can kind of try different things and I might not like everything that's there is Boma. You know, the the uh, the, the Boma buffet is yeah. kind of one of my, my go-to buffets when I have to go there because, you know, not all of that type of meat is or t- type of food is for everybody. So I would hate to spend a, a nice amount of money on a platter or, you know, a dinner and not like it. Um, so having the buffet, you can kind of, you know, dib and dab at some things that you like and then, you know, hey, listen, I really like this particular meat or I like this kind of spice or this kind of rice so i'm going to stick with that or i'll have a little bit more of that so uh, i like that so you can get a little bit of a sampler and kind of cater to your own uh, meal but i'm glad they came back for the families that really utilize them because um i mean listen and they're not they're not they're not cheap (laughs) they're not your they're they're not your you know local uh mom and pop you know 8.99 buffet you're paying big money to go to some of these buffets so it's good for the families that like to utilize them for especially people that could be a little bit of a picky eater and kind of want to have enough of what they want yeah buffets for me are um they're not my favorite but you know i uh i do i do appreciate what they uh what they do um for disney families that they give them lots of options and and can go that way um let's move on we're going to one of my favorite things you know me i love love disney cruise line one thing announced this year is and it's you know not been put to effect yet is uh the all-new creation of a brand new level um, of being a, a, a Castaway Club member. 
I am a platinum, and I've said forever, I can't go any higher, man. What am I, I got my black lanyard. Now I'm just going to collect these forever. Uh, now we get a brand new one at 25 cruises. So now I have a new goal to chase, and that's what I need. <laughs> I'm like uh, I'm like a dog chasing the rabbit. You know, I got I got to get it. So now I'm I'm ready to cruise again. Uh, but we're moving to July the 14th, and it is one of those things that. I was so excited about, and that is the addition of the first Triton-class ship. Um, we have three coming, and actually four now, because there was an announcement that Disney purchased a fourth ship that they'll be adding to the fleet. Um, we get the Disney Wish, inaugural sailing July 14th of 2022. Mike, this ship is huge. It is incredible. I have not sailed on her yet, but I know quite a few people who have. We get our fifth cruise ship uh, coming to the Disney Cruise Line. Yeah, the reviews have been great. I mean, everyone I know who's been on it said it's fantastic. I think uh, Kevin Kessler was just talking about it on one of our shows, and Kat was on it. So, um, so you you know, when you can improve, when you can impress the Disney diehards, you did a pretty good job of, uh, of, of you know coming through with that boat uh you know there's a lot of good places to go on cruises you know i, I did a hawaii cruise uh we did a line before we did that so to have a, a broad spectrum of ships it would be really nice to be able to have the alaska one going all the time one out of texas and you know the availability of having disney boats at all different ports and and having that so i'm, I'm excited that they have a few more boats on the horizon going to be coming up because that'll just give more opportunity to you know check out different places you know not every trip has to be the disney world or disneyland trip uh you know get out and explore a little bit, you know, do some Caribbean stuff, do some beach time and, and you know, um, take a little bit of a break from the parks and let your family enjoy that. So as many as many ships as they can add, they do the same quality ships for anybody who hasn't been on a Disney, you know, cruise ship yet. What are you waiting for? They're really great. Um, the same kind of attention to detail that they put into the parks, they put into the boats and they did a fantastic job of it. Yeah. Uh, they're speaking my language. They might as well just say, Hey, Justin, why don't you just give us your money? And I go, okay, cool. Here it is. Disney cruise line, because you know what I appreciate and what I enjoy. Um, super excited. I wanted the wish to get like a year under its belt, uh, just to kind of work out some kinks and let some people sail and go to kind of slow down a little bit. And then we'll go on the Disney wish coming up. I do have a placeholder that I need to book a cruise soon. So, uh, that is there. It's another exciting thing. Look, one thing is, a lot of people, whenever they go to the parks, whether it be myself, you, uh, Dan, Dave, Joe, our DDP family, people who go all the time, or it's families maybe that only go once every 5, 10, 15 years, they get really excited about the Disney parades. One thing that we lost during COVID were the Disney parades. Um, they did not happen. They didn't want groups of people kind of joining together on Main Street. They brought back character cavalcades there for a while. Uh, where they would do small, little character uh, cavalcades through the parks at random times, which you could get pictures and all that. But as far as parades, we really miss them in the Disney parks. Until this year. Parades return. We're talking Festival of the Fantasy, or Festival of Fantasy in Magic Kingdom. I sat and watched it just a couple weeks ago. Mike, I love it. I think it's fantastic, and I think you have not had a full day at Disney unless you have seen a parade. Yeah, parade and fireworks are the two things that just kind of go synonymous when you're talking about a Disney vacation. You almost have to, you know, make sure you get a part of that. Uh, even if you're going to be down there for a week, get one parade under your belt. It's it's worth seeing. They put a lot of detail into it. They put a lot of time, effort, and production value to it. It's definitely worth doing. Um, to be able to see the characters coming down Main Street it, it, with the with the you know, castle in the background, it's great. I mean, I love it. We always try and make it a point to stop. We always try and get at least one parade in during the vacation. Um, I'm I'm glad though that it was very smart what they did with the cavalcades during the COVID time so at least you got a little bit of that 
character interaction, you know, from afar, but it was enough to, you know, make the kids happy and get to see some of their, you know, some of their heroes and some of their, you know, their loves of their, you know, their Disney lives. And uh, it, it was good that they did that. I, I, have they gotten rid of the cavalcades? Are they still coming around no, once still in a while? Them. Yeah, I think it's smart. I think it's a yeah. very cool idea. I think it's it's a good it's a good way for you know a little quick interaction, and you know that could be one of those moments where a kid gets really excited, and you can see you know your kids' eyes light up, and they get to see someone come through like that. So um, you know, keep it going. They got the equipment, they got the manpower to do it. You know, keep uh, you know keep making them happy. You know what's funny too, man, is they uh, they kept some of the things I think they kind of lucked into whenever we talk about COVID because. One of the things that they kept, of course, was character cavalcades. They're great. I mean, it's random throughout the day, and you you know just to see them come through. But the other thing was, certain characters aren't out for you to actually hug. They're off in a distance. Perfect example is Winnie the Pooh over by Figment. He's kind of in that green that green grass area, and he's walking around mm-hmm. with a net catching butterflies. And he just kind of stays out there, um, and and you know people can take pictures of him and see him and wave to him. And I think that really helps because you get to interact, but also, you know, you don't have lines. Like, you just be mm-hmm. like, cool, I took a selfie with Winnie the Pooh. And then if you want to go meet Mickey, you can wait in line to meet Mickey and, and get the hug and do all that kind of stuff. But for some of these other characters, I really like that they put them out there and they weren't there before. And they just said, okay, cool, we're going to keep going with this. And it's it's great. You're getting that many more interactions with more characters. And so I think it's a bonus or a positive that we've seen stick around from COVID. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's almost similar to the Disneyland aspect where they're kind of roaming around the parks. It's nice to see them kind of off in the distance and just, you know, you know, doing what they do. Yeah, no, I, ex- that's a great point because that's what Disneyland, for those of you who are coming on the DDP Disneyland trip, that's what they do in Disneyland. They just kind of roam and it's, it's really unique the first time you see it. Remember I was standing um, in front of Sleeping Beauty Castle and all of a sudden, randomly, the band starts playing, like this band just marched out, starts playing, and all of a sudden, Belle and the Beast just walk through the crowd and just start dancing in front of the. And I'm like, dude, if this was Disney World, they would be mobbed by children and me for a photo. <laughs> so yep. we're one and the same. You can't really tell us apart when we're running through crowds, you know, me and the children. <laughs> um, so let's move on. Parades returned. Of course, we had the Disney Wish set sail during the summer. Let's move to the fall, though. Early fall. We're talking August 12th. After a two-year, it's not so. I know it's, <laughs> it's summer. It's still summer. Sorry. We're gonna pretend. Let's put our pretend hats on, okay, Mike? Put put on put on your pretend hat. Um, August the twelfth, the leaves are falling. It's a brisk hundred and four day in the Magic Kingdom, uh, <laughs> and Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party returns for its opening date after a two-year hiatus. Uh, this was a staple for my family for a decade. Um, we took our family picture at Mickey's Not So Scary. We did different Halloween. Uh, um, themes every single year as a family. I did not get to go this year. It wasn't because of timing. Um, it really was because of just price and budget, and I've done it a lot. Uh, and But it's exciting, man. Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party is back, and uh, people can go and enjoy it, and it was a monster hit. It sold out almost every night. Yeah, it was part of. I think I had the uh, Justin Souter luck when it comes to booking that party because I've I've done it quite a bit and it always seems to rain whenever I do it. Uh, and uh, anytime, usually when I book stuff with you, it winds I'm up sorry, being uh, rain out. Yeah, but I'm it's sorry. all right. It's you know, it's, t- it's tears of love. What can I tell you? Uh, it's it's. Uh, but yeah, it, it, I'm glad that it's back. I'm glad that um, the popularity was there. Um, you know, but they, they did the, the the party last year. wasn't the actual not so scary. It was kind of a you know kind of a. 
I don't want to say dumbed down version, but yeah, I'll go with that. It was it was a it was a, a, a watered down version of what the not so scary party was. So I'm glad that's back. Um, huge huge part. We've done it quite a few times. Um, I love it. I'm glad that it's back. It's one of those you know COVID casualties that I'm glad to see is uh, returned. Oh, definitely. It's I mean it's fantastic. And speaking of Mickey's not so scary Halloween party, uh, the one thing that we see coming back this fall, which is massive for multiple reasons, and we'll get into them is stage performances at Walt Disney World. We Stage performances are not just there for people to be able to take in Beauty and the Beast, Finding Nemo, Lion King, like take in the stories. They have a lot bigger purpose. And Mike, we've missed it. Um, those cast members finally get recalled. They finally get cast again. They finally get to, to be on stage and use their talents um, in front of thousands and thousands of people every day stage performances are back at disney yeah it's huge and you know a lot of people that that you know we, we did the show uh, not too long ago about um about famous celebrities who have started out in the disney company and i'm sure a lot of these people that are stage performers want to either continue with this company and grow or they want to go off and do things like broadway or any other kinds of production or maybe movies or tv kind of stuff um so i it's good that they get to, you know, get their practice in, get their feet wet and really, you know, break into this kind of, even if it's a small role in one of these stage performance sets, uh, Finding Nemo, you know how much you, you love that one a lot. Uh, Beauty and the Beast, I love that. Lion King, you can't beat that. I mean, those are some amazing shows. Um, and also they're people eaters. You know, when you're in the parks, it, it takes up a lot of people um, to sit in those those venues. So, you know, it, it kind of disperses the crowd a little bit. You know, when you don't have 800 people sitting in a theater, well, that's 800 people that might be online for Avatar. So, uh, so yeah, it's good that they have those big venues that they can house the people and kind of, you know, filter out the lines in the parks and kind of occupy them and, you know, let them have a good time while you're doing something else yeah I, I you nailed it with the last point you can only put so many people on attractions and with stage performances although i don't go all the time to them i did go see being the beast a couple weeks ago and it was so good it's thousands of people man that are on the hour every couple hours sitting down to watch shows that are not in lines not walking down main street um and it's they play such a key role to so many um, other facets of a Disney day for those stage performances. Also, it's a break, man. For parents, I mean, take take the hour, sit down, enjoy it, enjoy mm -hmm. Indiana Jones, you know, enjoy that stuff. So uh, for me, i super excited. And not only that, we get Hoopty Doo back, Mike. Hoopty Doo. Yeah. Yeah, that came right. That came right, right back around right when we were on our DDP trip. Right, it we started did. booking that up. That was yeah. That was that was for, very fortunate for a lot of people on our trip because uh, some people haven't done it yet, and that was good for them to get it done. Did you do you do with Did you go? I didn't do it with you guys. I didn't do it with you. I've done it before, but I haven't done it with you guys. Okay, I couldn't remember because I've done it twice now since reopening. So mm -hmm. I did it with the Rossies. That's who we. That's who we were with. We were with Dan, um, and then on DDP trip, and then I also did it. Um, just Katie Rye and I, when we were down a couple weeks ago, I guess it's been a couple months ago for that trip, uh, got a last minute, same day reservation for Hoopty Doo and were able to go. And it was that was like the most magical Disney day I've had. I think I talked about it on the <laughs> show a long time ago, in a long time. Like all the cards just fell into place, pixie dusted everywhere, like stars were sparkling and twinkling, music was perfect, like everything just fell into place and, and it was really great. 
it's cool. Hey, but I, I want to lead us into this next one because oh, okay. when right. I when I saw this news, you know, there were certain times in your life when you when you know someone's gonna hear something and they're gonna be happy. I I could I could almost hear your smile when you read this. No, even if we were in a completely different you know part of town. Um, you know, November third brought back something that I know you love so much. And like I said, when I saw this news that this was breaking, I says, oh, I can't wait to talk to Justin about it because I know he's gonna be happy. And that's the return of Fantasmic. I I can honestly say this is my favorite thing that's happened this year, and I have not seen it yet. Um, I'll be down next week for Marathon Weekend and Give Kids the World, um, doing all that, uh, which Riley, we're bringing her with us because we want her to see Fantasmic. We want her to ride Splash Mountain one more time before it closes. Um, when I heard this was returning, Mike, I legitimately squealed like a little girl. I was so excited about it. And you know me, I don't look at videos. I want to be surprised. I had to go looking a little bit because I'm like, I know it's going to be different. You know, I, they changed the Pocahontas stuff a little bit from the little, I've, I've watched the whole thing from the little bits I've seen. I am so excited to see this. It was Katie and I were just talking a couple weeks ago about our trip. And you know, you know how we do Disney. Like we typically mm-hmm. do the parks just a little bit. We aren't, we aren't there for, you know, the whole day. We're going to do a full day at Hollywood Studios. We're going to do Genie Plus. We're going to do Lightning Lane. And we're going to do um, the dining package for Fantasmic. So we get perfect seating to sit down. Mm-hmm. Like We're making a day of our Hollywood Studios day. Which, uh, which dining restaurant are you doing for we'll the We'll do Brown package? Derby. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. So Good. I'm super excited Good. about that um, to be able to see it. I'm so stoked, man. This for me... It, it was funny because we saw a lot in 2020. We saw so much go away. 2021 still saw stuff gone, leaving, changing, started to see some, some stuff returning with the parks reopening, but really not a ton. 2022 has been that just amazing year of rebirth and regrowth and everything that we needed. It's almost like a spring day, you know, after a cold winter. They, you just walk mm-hmm. outside and it's like 75 for the first time and the birds are chirping and the sun's shining and the, you know the flowers are starting to blossom and it smells somebody's cutting their grass and you're just like, oh my gosh, this is perfect. That's what 2022 has been for me with the Disney parks and super, super excited about it. Um, we talked a little bit about Mickey's Not So Scary. November the 8th, Mike, Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party returns. Lots of people have enjoyed it. Lots of people have been. It's been extremely popular. We see both Mickey's Not So Scary and now on November 8th, Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party with its first party date. Yeah, I, I you know, it's been a while since I've been to that party. Um, I'm look, looking forward to it. I'm going to try and get down there on Christmas time now that we're closer. That's definitely going to be on my radar of a, of a trip to get. Um, I'm glad that people are going to experience it now. So it's another one of those things that I'm glad has made a comeback. Oh, definitely. Uh, and last but not least, jumping into it, let's chat about the biggest news I think that happened this year and the most unexpected news that happened this year. Maybe affects more things than we could ever know. And all of a sudden, randomly, Bob Iger is back. Bob Chapik is out, and Bob Iger is back in the head seat, CEO of the Walt Disney Corporation. Already, Three days after he took CEO, walking in Disneyland, using Genie Plus, using Lightning Lane, getting his hands on it, already makes a change to where you now you can modify your Genie Plus selection instead of canceling and rebooking. I mean, we're already seeing the Iger effect take take hold. Stock prices went through the roof when the announcement came. Mike, 
You talk about Christmas come early. Iger is back. Chapik is out. Huge news to end the year for the Disney Corporation. Yeah, I was surprised by it. You know, I was. I, it was. It came as a shock to me. I know some people had speculated that it was going to happen. Um, I didn't think it was actually going to happen. I thought it was just rumors, rumor, rumor stuff. But um, I mean, he had to be sitting there like the last couple of months because this wasn't something they told him like, "Hey, you're going to start on Monday," kind of thing. You know, he must have been sitting in the background. You know, like, "Hey, I can't wait for this to to come apart. This is what I'm going to be doing. Here's my list of plans. This is what I'm at." Um, huge news for the Disney company. I know for a fact this is definitely going to affect our what we got in our 2023 year. So when we're doing this show and the, you know the end of the year next year, um, a lot of it's going to be, "Hey, Bob Iger." did this for us and did that for us I'm, and I'm hoping that it's all from him I'm hoping that he's not going to do stuff that Chapik wanted to do and he's just kind of taking credit for it sometimes that happens you know you see that happen with you know especially politicians you know like somebody puts something in place and then they get credit for it later so um, I'm hoping that Bob Iger really does the changes that he wants to make and kind of brings it back to the parks that we kind of fell in love with oh 100% I'm so excited he's back he just you know Dave and I did a show about it when it happened I think it was day of we did a show um, for I think it was Patron that we put that one out, and it was uh, so unique to look back now and think, "Wow, he's he's back!" You know, for the next at least two and a half years, the guy's back, and he is here to take care of it. Uh, super exciting! Look, 2022 brought a lot of great things. 2022 was one of those things where we got to see a lot of rebirth in the Disney Company, a lot of rebirth in the Disney parks. A lot of great things. We see the Disney Wish take its inaugural selling. We see the Star Cruiser, of course, and we get Guardians of the Galaxy. But lots of other little things. Of course, way too many to talk about all of them on this show. 2022, for me, was a miraculous year. I am so excited for 2023. I want to thank the DDP Today uh, family because they were with us all along. They've stuck by this show through a pandemic i mean it's really uh, hard to talk about disney uh when the parks are closed and somehow we we did it on a weekly basis and it wasn't because of us it was because of you guys and i can't thank you enough for that and now we get to do the exciting stuff now we get to be here for the new openings now we get to be here for the exciting announcements for the d23s and uh, it's all because of you yeah, you know, we talked about a lot of milestones that happened this year, a lot of things that were, you know, able to open up and got to experience and do. And I think a lot of people for the next year, you know, I'm putting that challenge out there. When you're in the parks, if you're there for an opening or for a new ride, or maybe you're going to get to ride Tron for the first time, take some pictures, post them on our Facebook page, because we have an amazing DDP Facebook page, and it brings me to my favorite thing every week. That's Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. All right, DDP family, you know this is my favorite thing every week, and that's seeing your great pictures on our on our page. Um, I'm going to go first this week because it's the uh, end of the year, and I never get I like to go it. first, so I'm going to choose myself. Yeah, why not? I, I'm, I'm going to treat myself. Uh, a little, uh, little treat, for my, a little Christmas present to myself. Uh, my post, my. Post is my picture of the week is going to go to a very near and dear friend of the DDP family. And it's actually on the Sorcerer's Running page. And I'm sure you all know him from the Patreon page and from the regular DDP page. Um, and that goes to Michael Taylor. Uh, Michael Taylor's had a definitely a year of some some ups and downs. Um, hopefully, all the downs are behind him, and he's been on a fantastic weight loss recovery. He needed to do it for his health. Um, Mike's been Mike's been with this family for a long period of time. He, you know, he holds a near and dear spot to all of us, and I'm just happy to be able to see the progress that he's been making. Especially on he's been posting a lot in the Sorcerer's page on his you know weight loss journey and his goals and and how he's been you know changing and his uh, evolving his 
attitude uh, towards you know just this whole outlook. And I think it's great, and I'm and I'm really proud of Mike. And I know a lot of us here in the DDP family are proud of him too. And um, you know, hopefully that this will be continuing to go on for 2023. And um, you know, Mike, you're doing a fantastic job, and you have my pick of the week. Absolutely love it, man. Keep crushing it, Mike. Absolutely. Uh, that's that's life changing stuff. If you've not done it, go over and join that family, DDP. Uh, today, it's the Sorcerer's running team over there. Matt Zurich and the guys over there do a great job of running that page, running that group, and uh, it's it's just so motivational to see everybody. I mean, you have everybody from here in a couple of days, we're meeting up with people who are running the marathon, running Dopey, but you also have people who are just taking that first step, and no matter where you are in your journey, no matter where you are in your goals, um, if you're still on the couch and you just want to get up, go just go join the group. That can be your first step. It doesn't have to be you start working out, then you join the group. Just go join that group. And I promise you, you'll see the motivating factor in getting off the couch. You'll see the motivating factor in just taking that first step because it's the most positive place. I mean, it's a, there's no nonsense. It really is a great thing. DDP Today Sorcerer's running family over there. Um, I, I'm super excited about my pick. Why? Because I'm going back a little bit, and I'm going to Greg Wood's. And he said, so I swear this is one of Liam's favorite rides, and my wife didn't just throw him in a bag and stick him on the ride. He's on Splash Mountain, and he's on Splash Mountain in Disneyland. Why could I know? Because you're in single file in Disneyland. Uh, I'm a little worried about your son, Mike. Uh, um, Liam, uh, Liam looks like he legitimately is inside of a bag. Like, we got to talk just a little bit about safety first, okay? <laughs> he is not going to get wet, but also I don't know if he can breathe or not. Uh, so I love seeing the fun pictures of that. What a great photo. Of, I feel like that's one of those ones that could go viral. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, in the long run. So, Greg, I love seeing the photo. Made me laugh. Gave me a giggle throughout the day. And that always makes me happy. So, I appreciate you uh, posting that. DDP Today family, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. I mean, we're coming up to it. Celebrate all of your accomplishments over this last year. Be positive. Look towards this next year. Look towards the future and what we can do as a family. I, I've really taken some time and, and become kind of, not to get philosophical, but become kind of introspective and, and really, you know, I, I'm, I'm so, I have so much gratification towards this family and towards you and what you do and the, the community you've built over all these years. And it's really culminated in the fact that we've been able to raise so much money for Give Kids the World. It's it's not it's not us. It's not me. It's not Mike. It's not Dan. It's not Joe. It's not Dave. It's you guys. Uh, you're the ones that do it. Um, and the fact that we're able to be a part of it just means so, so much. And so the fact that I, I have the, the opportunity to be in the parks here next week to see you guys and to celebrate with you this accomplishment is everything. So I just want to say on behalf of all DDP, DDP today, how much we love you and how much we appreciate you. And I hope during this holiday season, you know that no matter where you are, no matter if you are uh, at the highest point of your year or maybe the lowest point of your year, that there's people out here that love you. And if you ever need someone to talk to, we're here. We really are. So please don't hesitate to reach out. Don't ever think that you're alone um, and we are here for you, I promise. Love you so much. Um, with that said, Mike, we're going to try something new on the patron side. We now have the technology where we can take phone calls. 
And we're going to be rolling that out in the new year with some guests on DDP today. Uh, but we're going to try it out first with the great Dan Rossi. He is in the Disney parks right now. So we're going to see how that goes. So before we get Dan on the phone over on the Patriot side to talk about his experience in the parks today, uh, let's close it up, buddy. Yeah, uh, just to kind of touch on what you were saying, you know, especially to all of our DDP family, uh, some new, some old, some of you guys have been around here for a long time. Thank you for sticking with us and, and all of our ramblings and nonsense and shenanigans that goes on on this show. Um, and for our new people that have kind of just joined us in the last year and, you know, people that have just kind of found us and, you know, getting to know the family here, thank you for letting us be part of your family. And I hope you enjoy being part of ours. And, when I, and I truly mean that, that you are part of our family. Um, you know, when we go on vacation, my kids look forward to the DDP trip every year. They like seeing uh, all the people that we interact with, social media, whatnot, and what great families you have. So, um, yeah, I mean, you guys are you guys are a major part of our lives, and um, and I really appreciate that. And, and I'm very blessed to be in this position where I can have such amazing people to call friends and family, and it's all because of this community. And uh, th don't think I don't ever not realize that for one second. And you guys are amazing. And I hope everybody had a great year and have an even better year upcoming. DDP Today family have the best New Year's ever party like it's night. I mean, party like it's 2023, right? Man, that sounds weird to say that, doesn't that? Uh, have an amazing New Year. Be safe. Post those pictures in the group of you guys spending some amazing time with friends, family, loved ones. And for everyone, we will see you in 2023. Happy New Year and see you real soon. Have a good night, everybody. Have a good night. On behalf of the Disney Dads, we want to say thank you. We hope you find a little magic in your life every day, spread some Disney love, and keep moving forward. And they all lived happily ever after. Each of us has a dream, a heart's desire. It calls to us. And when we're brave enough to listen and bold enough to pursue, that dream will lead us on a journey to discover who we're meant to be. All we have to do is look inside our hearts and unlock the magic within. Ready to begin. Let the Might give it to me. You give it. You never get to give it. I never do it. And that's a wrap. There you go. It's probably your first one in five years. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome, buddy. This has been YDF Media Productions.